are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today on the Steve Day Show here on Westwood One Podcast Edition powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. And we would love it if you would join us. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Speaking of CRTV, we just wrapped up production for today's television show. Let's give the audience a preview of what's coming up today at CRTV.com. Aaron. Daniel Horowitz explains what an omnibus is. You'll never guess what happened next. <laughs> Are we the first people to ever use omnibus as clickbait? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> isn't, yes. isn't clickbait supposed to use words that people know what they mean? Yeah. <laughs> made you want to find out what omnibus is. That's though. right. People are like, what the hell is an omnibus? Why do I care? We got clickbait, but not for our clicks. That's yeah. that's right. <laughs> Dictionary.com. Yes. This is why we suck at this. We're directing yeah. traffic to other sites. Yes. Todd. Well, that was my favorite moment of the show as well, when Daniel starts laying out what possibly could happen in this omnibus and just started maniacally laughing. It was like, like Daniel finally went mad and I thought it was going to be like yes. that scene in the movie Falling Down where Michael Douglas just gets out of his car and leaves it parked and I, walks it, away. Frankly, it was disturbing. <laughs> it was disturbing to see Daniel reach a point yes. where he had so given up that he was now... I mean, we've been there for like three years, okay? But when, when, when literally the prophet Ezekiel... <laughs> That's literally what Daniel is. This is literally like the prophet Ezekiel. Is, you know what? F this man. I'm. Who cares? You know you can. You know what? I'm, in fact, I'm going to marry these dry bones. I've just had it. You know what? These are the prettiest dry bones. You've never seen dry bones like this before. That's essentially what it was. It, I, it was unnerving to see him just just laugh out loud like he's just. It's like Daniel. Uh, yeah, whatever. I've given up. I don't care. Yeah, they're going to screw us. That's what that. That's what's going down. It was great. You were you were kind of counting on him staying in the fight so you mm-hmm. could excuse you you tapping out. Yep. But if he's gonna tap out too, then you're like, this is really serious. It's like there's no one left now. We're really screwed here. This isn't this isn't fun. This this gallows humor isn't fun anymore. Well, if you want to watch Daniel's tap out moment. The moment where he said, I am seriously reconsidering my life choices. Uh, That is today at CRTV.com, promo code DACE. If you're not yet a subscriber, that'll get you a discounted subscription to not just our show, but all the shows that we do here uh, at CRTV, including uh, the great one, Mark Levin, and more. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. And don't forget, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast via iTunes or Stitcher, please consider doing so. One little click from you saying subscribe and if we get enough people that do that folks take a look at that when they're looking for new options to listen to and they're like hey that seems to be where the party's at i want to hang out there so that just that one subscribe click that you could make today really helps us as well as your willingness to take if you've got a couple more minutes and i know we're all very busy so if you can't do it today and that's why i remind people every day if you if this is the day you've got a couple of extra minutes to leave us a four or five star review if you like us that much don't lie if you don't but if you like us that much those reviews go a long way in helping us grow this podcast as well 
All right, let's get to it then. Wednesday is, oh, and thank you to those of you that have already done all those things. Don't let me forget to say that every time too. Uh, Today, of course, is Wednesday. That means it's time to play our little game called Buy, Sell, or Hold. Our producer, Aaron, will throw out a series, hopefully of not lame statements. Todd and I will decide in response, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Hopefully have at least one not lame reason why. You are permitted once an episode to use a hold, but it rarely happens because it will result in much-deserved scorn and disdain, for you have violated the dude code by punking out. Aaron, you're up. All right. We'll start with Scott Sweatman. David Hogg will replace Chris Matthews on MSNBC's Hardball before the end of the year. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So it's going to be one of those, huh? Yeah, we're going to. It's going to be one of those weeks. Mm-hmm. This is the lead off, uh, the lead off, the lead off hitter. Yeah. You know what's funny? And I, I don't know because I don't follow the conspiracy news sites. You know, so I don't like. I, I don't unless I unless people cross tab me in my own feed. I don't know what uh, making the friggin' frogs gay. What's the name of that site again? Uh, Infowars. Infowars. Yeah. I don't know what Infowars or Gateway Pundit or Before It's News or Conservative Treehouse or anything. I, all those kinds of sites that are getting monster traffic by making stuff up. So I, I guess props to them. I don't follow what goes on on these sites daily unless someone asks me about it. I'm guessing, though, one of them has come out with some story that claims David Hogg is like 20 something years old. And, a, and and from California, yep. and not a real student. Yep. There was a story about him being an actor of some Okay, kind. yeah, because I've been asked about this four times before I came in today. Four different people either said something to me about it on Twitter, Facebook, or email, if I knew about this and I could verify it. Um, so in other words, he's like, the, the claim is he's like, uh, you know, uh, Luke Perry on 90210, or Jason Priestley, playing high school kids when they were 30 years old. <laughs> All right. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> yes. Ralph Macchio was like 25 when the first Karate Kid yes. movie came out. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I have, I have no idea if those stories are true. No idea. Um, I'll, I'll say this, though. At the very least, he has put together one heck of an audition tape in the last week and a half to host one of these shows in the future. But I'm going to sell. I don't think it'll happen by the end of the year. Yes, sell, but I'm just struck by how unremarkable his commentary is from the normal day in, day out. It's a regurgitation of it. That's what it is. which is. Which shows how inherently childish progressivism is. Not like, not gospel be like children no the opposite childishness the, the stuff that you have to as a parent you know spare the rod spoil the child kind of i mean it is it's exactly the same all it is is a rebranding with the young face to try to get you to to buy into that other than that it's it, it, it it's a stunted intellectualism mm-hmm. is what progressivism is it, it 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 has no ability to self-assess to reason together um so i think that's the most interesting takeaway from that it, it's not it's it's not it, the things he says aren't a departure in any way if if they were i think we'd be forced to stop and listen but we've heard it all before that's why i said last week don't argue with the children when you allow them to be a symbol, you will lose the argument. Let them have their say. Since we have gotten out of the way and let him have his say, 
now once his say is not an emotional morning plea of um, somebody do something. I just watched my class, 17 of my classmates hauled away in body bags. Okay, that's a natural human emotional reaction that none of us in these situations could possibly criticize, judge or condemn because therefore, by the grace of God, go I. But what we have discovered now by letting him have his say is he's saying much more than that now. Right mm-hmm. now, we've moved beyond the typical emotional plea that of a, of a hurting child or just a human being Joy Reed. in the in the face of of, a, of this level of tragedy yeah. and now we're this you're right you just nailed it now now what he is is he's agate prop now yes. he is a he is a he's cherubic agate prop he is there to regurgitate pre-indoctrinated talking points on cue on demand and you can tell he's an amateur doing it because when you watch him contradict himself all the time he's just ra- open his mouth and randomly repeating talking points yep he's not polished at it he sounds polished but the way he crafts his arguments trust me i've debated as many of these sorts of people in the media as anybody in our line of work has the last seven or eight years i promise you i have because most of our people won't even go on these shows and debate okay he's not good at it I've seen far more people that know how to how to weave the narrative, what, what the setup to the punchline to draw you in. Okay, I, and I'll speak from experience. I've seen it done well because I've fallen for it sometimes. <laughs> All, right? All right, so that's why I know it's bad when I'm when I see it because I've seen it done much better with an earpiece in my ear while I'm live on, on on national television. Guys, he's bad at it. He's bad at it. All right, and and he's working against them now. The arguments are collapsing upon themselves, particularly as they coincide with more revelations about really the sad state of law enforcement in Broward County, Florida. But if we would have continued arguing with him, emotion for emotion, we would have never forced him to actually reveal what's really going on here beyond just a hurting person. That's why I didn't want us to argue with the kids. Because as long as they're a symbol, you lose the argument. But if you but if you if you get them to the point where they're going to say we want to be taken seriously at adults, okay, then we will listen. And we've listened, and what have we heard? Exactly what you just said, Todd. The same arguments that have never worked that we've already defeated in the past, just repackaged. That's all. All right, moving on. Constantinos Rhoditis says, and you're selling as well, Todd. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Constantinos Rhoditis says, with a recent survey showing that the basic universal income is supported by 48 percent of Americans. The Democrats will begin campaigning on UBI in 2018, and by 2020, it will be one of its top policy proposals, along with single-payer health care. I don't think there's any chance they will campaign on it in 2018, so I will sell. But I, I, I do think there is a really good chance in 2020, someone who is a major candidate for president in the Democratic Party will attempt to use these sorts of Bernie Sanders talking points with better packaging, you know, um, meaning I'm younger, hipper, more likable, not white, et cetera. But I think we're I think we're one more cycle away from that. I think the Democrats have clearly made it known that their strategy is to not be Donald Trump the first Tuesday in November. And I don't I don't see them deviating from that. Hmm. Uh, I, I will sell. And they definitely want to. Here's a, they absolutely want to every part of them wants to but more and more data is coming in from the experiments uh, in various states to raise and cities to raise the living uh, to raise the minimum wage mm-hmm. which is basically a, a de facto 
um, living wage of sorts. I mean, that's kind of what they're. You can't. You can't live on. You can't feed a family on this wage. Well, you're not intended to feed a family uh, in the minimum wage in many respects. So the data is increasingly clear that it's a failure. But because that doesn't matter to progressives, yeah, they're just going to do it anyway. So uh, I will. I'll even buy. I'll, I'll buy, buy yeah. and I'll even say 2018. They're going to happen. They can't help themselves. There you go. Blake Johnson says, if Captain American and or Iron Man die in Avengers Infinity War, Marvel Studios will buy the rights to Bible Man to lead the Avengers to everlasting life and glory. Come on, man. So. I believe this is the very first ever Bible Man reference in, in, in the history of Westwood yeah. One. Yeah. Not just our show, but yeah. in the history of Westwood One. Who was the dude that played him? From Eight Is Enough when we were kids, Kirk Cameron. No, not Kirk Cameron. Wasn't Bible Man. From the, the, there's a Bible Man. Yeah, you don't remember this? No. Yeah, I forget you're Catholic sometimes because you talk so Protestant. But uh, you, this is this is again where you're just not in the evangelical subculture, right? Like when he had to tap out last week mm-hmm. on the nuances of the newsboy. Let boys. me cross yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Bible Man was something that uh, wasn't it. Did, was it TBN or was it Pat Robertson's outfit that created this in the 90s? I think oh, it was Pat Robertson. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. I mean, there's a cheese factor. My kids watched a little bit, caught it on TV once when they were really little. And, you know, they were had a phase where they kind of were into it. Um, some of the early episodes are, you know, kind of cheesy. But, you know, so was a lot of the stuff, you know, that secular TV produces that we liked when we were kids, like Teletubbies and Barney. That stuff is cheesy, too. But essentially, it's this guy that is, uses the word of God, the sword of the spirit, as, as, as to make him a superhero. And it's the it's the guy that plays. Um, he's co-starred with Scott Bayo and Charles in Charge. He was not the older brother who drove the, oh, drove the really cool no, van. With the curly but hair. The, but the next older brother is 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 from Eight Is Enough. Is the guy who played. I know the Bible who you're man. talking about. Yeah, I just can't name him now. He used to crush it on on. Uh, Battle of Network Stars when we were kids. Did he really? Yeah, he, he freaking owned that show. Yeah. Wow. Willie Ames. Willie Ames. There you go. There he is. Yes. Wow. And that's a long-winded way of saying sell. <laughs> and Todd is selling, too. Uh, similar subject. Mr. Bacon says there will be an armed civil war in America within 50 years. Gosh, I really don't want to even have to answer this question. Bye. I'm I, I'm willing to take all Small the scorn. Small scale. Bye. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. I don't want to have to answer this question. I, I was talking on the show about Shay's rebellion. You know something. It. I'm holding. I just I'm I'm admitting I'm owning my punk out right now. We already it. have a civil war. It's just not armed quite yet, and it's been pretty close on a couple different occasions. So. Jeffrey Broton says, so are you uh, buying, you said you're buying Todd. Jeffrey yeah. Broton says, according to Thomas Binion at Heritage, Trump has achieved 64% of their agenda. A President Cruz, this is the buy-sell hold, a President Cruz would have been able to accomplish as much, if not more, than Trump has today. Buy. Tell me why you're going to buy, because I'm not. Because he really hasn't accomplished that much. That's why I remember before the tax cuts, I was going to give him a D. I gave him a That's C. That's a valid point. I gave him a C minus. It, uh, we, you, the fact that he hasn't been an utter disaster, you know, for the first year, you're just like, oh, okay, I guess we dodged a bullet for now. But I mean, it's not. Look at what 
ever since tax cuts and we talked about how to capitalize on that it's we're, we're, like the very next week and we did our thought experiment put aside the, the ass hattery would you could you vote for him based on this year and i, I said I, right now on this day i like the next day i couldn't and every day they every day thereafter i couldn't it's been bad so if, if we had a president cruz would we have the tax cuts yeah I think so. Okay. Would we have be in the would we have be in the process of moving the embassy in Israel? I think so. Maybe even further along in that process, I would I would say. Um, would we have a lot of the stuff that's been done to rein in the EPA and the regulatory state? That's some of the best stuff yes. that Trump's done as president. Would we have that? Yeah, I I agree. I think would, we would have that. Would we have a Secretary of Defense that when you say no more transgender, you allow that Secretary of Defense no. and you put a guy? No, you, we no, wouldn't you would have not. that. No, you would not have that. Would you have a progressive corporatist as your Secretary of State? Nope. That, that it you know uh, kisses up to Islamists and undermines you at every turn. Nope. No, we wouldn't have that. Do I think he would sign a budget into law that it funded plan that fully funded Planned Parenthood? I don't believe that he would. No, I don't. Um, and that doesn't mean I think he'd shut, necessarily shut the government down over it. I think Republicans in Congress, knowing he would not sign it, they just would not come up with the votes to have a budget, do some, like we saw throughout the Obama years, continuing resolutions and things of that nature. I don't, I don't believe he'd ever put his signature on a budget that gave your money to Planned Parenthood. I don't think President Cruz would do that. Do I think... Um, um, would he have done the exact same actions on religious freedom that Trump has done? More. And maybe the argument could be made since what was Cruz, what, what was Cruz's, well, the, the, the two things that were his initial foray into public life, uh, one was uh, free trade and um, market economics, and the other was religious liberty. I mean, he was one of the best, uh, you know, First Amendment attorneys in the United States. Him and Kelly Shackelford worked together for several years down there in Texas. Um, so I, I think whatever you think Trump has done, if, if, Trump, if you think Trump could have done more, I think a President Cruz would have done more. Now, here's what we don't know, because I've not looked at what the Heritage Foundation's agenda is. I would assume, having spoken there myself and knowing people that work there and having had some other people on our show, I would assume much of their agenda is the stuff we talk about ourselves all the time so i think by i didn't want to have i I didn't want to have a reactionary answer to this one way or the other because we're talking about someone i consider a friend that's why i wanted to hear what you thought first and i wanted to game plan it out a little bit um i think the answer i think the answer is clearly yes but it may not be as large of a gap that i agree as people think because of the rigor mortis and corruption in washington yeah, But I also think the stuff like we talked about today on the TV show, the collateral damage Trump inflicts on himself with the son-in-law who can't get security clearance and now he's ripping Jeff Sessions again over Twitter, create, creating this aura of a clown show administration. None of that. Let me just tell you, right. from having worked in the Cruz campaign, man, I am promise you, in terms of strict adherence to chains of command and everything else, none of that would be going down. I, having known having known and worked with Jeff Rowe, who runs Cruz's political shop, I can tell you there's plenty of people, and I'm not going to say anything that Jeff would not admit himself. There are plenty of Cruz people that love and hate Jeff. The one thing I promise you, though, 
is assuming if you had a President Cruz, he would likely be chief of staff or something like that. All right. There's no way all this palace intrigue and all this other stuff. Oh, no. If anything, the complaint would be Roe was too tyrannical. It was too buttoned down. It was too locked down. It was too perfunctionary. It was too conformist. It was too uniform. There's no original thought. There's no contrarian opinion. Uh, No way. The stuff that you're seeing now, this clown show stuff, not to mention Ted's own persona doesn't really add to that in and of itself. That stuff would all be gone. Would all be gone. I mean, he would not be out there voluntarily feeding memes for the liberal media on a daily basis. Uh, he, would, he would not look at fighting the liberal media as, as governing. And so he would not be looking for opportunities to contrive these showdowns to make it look like he was doing something. He would do whatever he could to actually ignore these people and only confront them when they were clearly standing in the way of what he wanted to do. He would view them as a distraction not as the act of governing itself. Does what I'm trying to say make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, he'd get more done. I don't think it'd be as much, though, as, as some of my fellow cruisers would hope or, or think because, much more, I mean, because just of the nature and gears and grinding of Washington. But these, this other likability collateral damage that we're suffering right now because of Trump's persona, none of that would be on the table right now. So you're buying that? But, I am going to uh, buy it, Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Neil Hess says Trump will put real pressure on the Justice Department, not just random squirrel tweets, uh, to investigate Planned Parenthood's selling of baby body parts before the midterms. I think they're already investigating. Yeah, Department of Justice has already initiated an investigation. Could I conceive, though, I think if he's asking me that Trump thinking he needs an issue before the midterms to rile up the base, takes to Twitter to talk about yeah, this and say... let's, let's wh- put that as the okay. uh, real pressure. Why are yeah. we stalled on this? Yeah, I can buy that, particularly because he, that seems to be his lament universally about the Department of Justice. Why are we stalled on this? And this would give him a chance to complain about them being stalled on an issue that doesn't personally go to his own credibility or ambitions. And and, and so I could, I could see that happening. I'll buy that. Well, I'm going to sell because he might do that, but I'm not going to give him credit for it if it's done in this fashion similar to what I already mentioned on uh, transgender in, in the uh, military. You know, he started tweeting about that, and look where that got us. So it doesn't count to go out there and tweet for a couple political points. And if we fall for that, God help us. Midlife Steve says no gun control measures will pass Congress. Instead, Trump will use his pen to pass an executive order to try to institute some form of gun control. Uh, Agreed. Bye. I think the Democrats coming out with a full ban of essentially, what did the NRA say, about 90 percent of firearm sales? is what their so-called ban of only semi-automatics they put forth this week. I think that goes to show you they're not serious. I I don't think they're serious about getting anything done on any level because they view the environment in their favor. Trump's negatives are still very high, and therefore they have no incentive to cut any deal at all. Guys, we're in an environment where in the last week, the Democrat, the, the progressives, the leftists have decided that Jeff Bezos at Amazon and Dianne Feinstein from California aren't to the left enough. So any deal, any deal that you, if you're the Democrats, any deal that you would cut with Republicans, even if it's 80 to 90% of what you want. We just saw this on immigration last month, did we not? Anything that's not 100% or nothing, can, it can only 
depress your base if you're the Democrats. If you're the Democrats, you can't inspire your base more than they already are. You can only deflate them. And any deal you would cut, unless the Republicans gave you 100%, and they won't do that. They'll give you 90, but they won't give you 100%. So any deal that you would cut with the Republicans can only depress your base. And so the, so the Democrats, with their gun control proposal, have made it known they are not serious about any semblance of negotiation at all. Uh, and so, therefore, I think nothing will pass Congress and Trump will attempt to do something on his own via executive order, which I think will then end up in court. Hmm. I think you could very conceivably, and if it won't be the NRA, no one, Larry Pratt and the boys at Gun Owners of America, I could certainly see headlines later this spring Yep. Gun owners of America sue yep. the Trump administration in federal court. I could see that. Yep. Now that being said, uh, that doesn't are the Republicans weak enough and dumb enough Everything. at this point that they would put forward twenty one and over uh, or twenty one and under. Yes. See, yeah, I but think. they don't have the votes for it. You, you, there, there's at least 15 to 30 people in the House that won't vote. That's enough right there. And there's at least three or four to five in but, the Senate that won't. And that's enough right there. But if you get if if you get that far, if the Democrats, uh, Republicans are dumb enough to go that far. They went that the far Democrats in immigration. Still Democrat, won't vote for that. They went that far in immigration. The Democrats said shut the government down. We just had this conversation. Just a different issue. Every bit is explosive and every bit is divisive. Hmm. I I don't know. I think I'm going to go. I I can't remember if I'm supposed to buy or sell on this, but I I think the Democrats would, if given 21 and, but is it going to happen? I don't. Man, I don't trust my instincts anymore on anything. There's just too much stupid. I can't keep up with the stupid. But just for in sake of uh, going the other way, I'll go the other way, opposite way of Steve on this one. All right, Danny Britton says, in a culture of boycotts, I think this one is pretty interesting, in a culture of boycotts and counter-boycotts, over the next two years, we'll start to see a trend amongst businesses who will begin to pull all money from politics in an attempt to protect their bottom line. Sell. Most boardrooms in America are progressive in nature. Um, I could certainly see this working against us. I don't think it will very often work for us. Um, and that's why you see the Georgia state legislature doing something I'm really uncomfortable with. Yeah. But I'm also uncomfortable just giving a bunch of crony capitalism to Delta Airlines anyway. Okay? So, you know... Uh, so I guess the more I think about it, if Delta Airlines is going to ask a government for crony capitalism, well then you know don't be surprised when government says it comes with conditions, right? That's the game. Don't you know? Don't grab the suckling spot on the teat if you're not willing to pay the toll, right? So there you go. So maybe I don't feel bad about it now. I think about it. Um, I just don't like when government plays ball that way, one way or the other. But I think the genie may be out of the bottle. I think that uh, leftists. They, they just can't restrain themselves on this level. And that's, that goes to what I was saying about Jeff Bezos a moment ago. I mean, you got Hollywood actors out there tweeting out, boycott Amazon, because Jeff Bezos isn't progressive enough for them, apparently. So I, I'm going to sell. 
Because I, I don't see progressive corporate America, which is what most of corporate America is nowadays. I don't see them getting out at all. Um, but I could certainly see this working against us one way. But you know, universally, no, no. That would be great if that happened. But I don't think we could be that fortunate. Yeah, I'm going to sell as well. They, they're not going to stop evangelizing. I mean, this is their faith. And as stewards of their faith, they're, they're far better at it than the average Christian. I mean, they go out and they preach. Uh, we don't. Well, we create all these dusty shelves where we're allowed to park our faith and say, well, we don't discuss that. And then, So, no, but pro- pro- progressives are dialed up to 11 on this. They're not going to stop. Angela Santos says the outspoken Parkland High kid, I think she, she's uh, talking about David Hogg, will seriously challenge Obama's record for selling AR-15s. I think we're, that could be, you know what? Um, I've been pricing AR-15s I, and looking into <laughs> joining the NRA too. That's a good question. I think there's a, you know what, I'll buy that. I think I think if we continue on the road that we're on right now, um, I could I could buy that. Uh, I will sell long term, but in terms of like pound for pound, like one buying spree in a given week or something like that, I think he could contend on that front. Todd Saffel says the Olympics have been less interesting since the end of the USA versus USSR Cold War period. No question. Absolute buy. Absolute buy. It's not even close. Not even close. He's dead on right about that. And, you know, I've said this before when I brought this up. I've had people tell me, well, you know, we have China. You don't root against your own landlord, guys. Okay? You don't root against your own landlord. Why do you want the country who's really keeping the lights on and paying the bills to fail? You don't. You know? So we're not China's enemy. We're their tenant. So, no. Um, I, I, I'm not in. I, I'm, I totally agree. It's just, it's just not the same. The ratings, by the way, for this Winter Olympics were pretty bad. Yep. Which is a shame because there was a lot of uh, good things to watch. If, it, did you say specifically the Winter Olympics or nope, the just the Olympics? Uh, I, I disagree for the Summer Olympics, but I, I do agree for the. That's partially the case for the uh, Winter Olympics. I mean, the greatest sporting event, contest, success, what have you, uh, is the miracle on ice. Right. Uh, and, and so that that's the standard. And now nothing can ever come close to it just because the circumstances will never be like that again. I, it was just, it was the perfect storm um, where sport and culture and politics meet. Um, you know, and now, uh, I mean, we didn't even have... Uh, a hockey contest. I mean, really, the, the the female, the women's hockey was more compelling than the men's uh, this year. If we did a list, not counting, you know, the tra- the terrorist attack in Munich, I'm talking stuff that actually happened within the field of play. Top five of in modern in modern times. Let's say the last fifty years. Uh, top five moments in Olympic history, because then you got to go back to Jesse Owen and everything else. Let's just say last 50 years in the television era. All right. You know, Mark Spitz, Michael Phelps, Miracle on Ice would be on that list. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened uh, with the U.S. basketball team against the Soviet Union would be on that list. 
Oh, was that 72, 76, somewhere in there? When they got screwed, that was one of the most famous moments in the history of the Olympics there. So right away, we've come up with four. And two of them dealt with what? The U.S. versus the USSR. So yeah, you take that away. And and now it really comes down to how do you feel about individuals? And a lot of times those individuals need a rival. They need a, you know, they need they need somebody that brings out what it is you either don't like or really like about that person, unless there's such a demonstrative greatness that it stands alone. And that like a, what if Michael Phelps accomplished, for example. I think there's a, there's another aspect of this, and it's deeply ironic is that the we live in a 24 7 sports culture now where people are giving more and more of their lives to it than ever before Mm -hmm. and a lot of those people understand sports less and less and less what it's really about i mean the, the as cool as it would be to be i mean uh be in the world series or things like i the the notion of winning a gold medal and being on that platform and having the national anthem played is as cool an experience as I can possibly uh, imagine, and I that's the thing I don't think people uh, tap into anymore. They the, their love of football um, is so addicted to uh, the gambling aspect of things and rotisserie and um, fantasy fantasy football. football and the talk radio aspect of things, and I I just I. I don't think there's many as 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 many sports fans as we have these days who give most of their life to it. I don't really think they know what they're watching anymore, and that's what's frustrating to me because I, I like uh, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat and the great storyline, um, and I, I I really don't think a lot of sports fans they're, they're just it's. They're just addicted to noise. I don't really think they know what they're interested in anymore. It's porn to them. Andy says the drive-by media will drop the Florida shooting and move on to the next outrage cycle now that the focus has shifted to the multiple failures of law enforcement. Selling that all the way. This is their issue now. This is their new, this is their new Trump-Russia-gate. I don't know. That has been the typical play. But... Most of what we have uncovered about the failure of government in this story has come from, almost all of it has come from the quote-unquote drive-by media with CNN being the leading source. So I don't know what to make of that because CNN in the last week, its own reporting has countermanded and contradicted the entire narrative it attempted to craft at that town hall last Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever that was. Um, and I know a lot of us, after that town hall, man, we're doing inventory of our gun cases, checking the expiration dates and our concealed carry cards. You know what I'm saying? We were dotting some I's and crossing some T's, right? Now it just seems like the whole story has changed. The whole story has changed in the last five days. And CNN's done a lot of that reporting. I know there's an angle to why they're doing this beyond, well, that's journalism, Steve. That's where I begin to laugh uncomfortably like Daniel Horowitz did on television today. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay, there's some reason why they're pursuing this. And maybe it really is. Maybe it will turn out to be 
Every now and then, somebody just decided we got to do some honest journalism around here. I don't know. But I don't think this question's as easy to answer as it appears on the surface. Because it's not Fox. We're not getting Fox breaking news alerts breaking this story. Hell, Fox, Fox and Friends is arguing with Ted Cruz about gun control, guys. Okay? This has been driven by the drive-by media, CNN leading the charge in unraveling the failures of government here, particularly almost every story that's been broken about Broward County and the law enforcement there has come from CNN. So we seem parked here for a while. No pun intended, by the way. We, we seem parked here for a while. I, I, don't think, I don't think this is turning away, and I'm not really sure why yet. So for now, I'm going to sell. Well, I think there's staying power in this, but here's the thing. The, the, the left and the media, sorry for the redundancy, uh, doesn't have the level of focus and wherewithal even though it is their pet project to make it work. Another squirrel is going to come along. We just got done talking about the Olympics. for The, the great success stories there, but they couldn't help themselves to stay drunk on a mediocrity named Adam Rippon, the first openly gay uh, skater. Just a, a, he, My wife coined him. He's why, why do we like him? He's a bimbo. I mean, he was. He, every word out of his mouth was just dumb. And he was 10th. Yeah, but Imagine if he'd finished 9th. But we, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, Congressional Medal of Honor, maybe. He won a medal because it was part of the team competition, but he he was he, he, he did not have the requisite skills to even compete for a, a gold medal unless everybody was better than him, basically uh, fell down. And he was the darling of the Olympics. They actually offered him a job during the Olympics. There's going to be so many squirrels coming along between now and uh, the election in November that as important as this gun issue is to them, they just can't stay focused along, uh, long enough to make it meaningful long term. It would take another shooting. If, if it happens, though, I think it's for what you just said. If this was if they were going to drop, they're the ones that have told us about this. They're the, we didn't know. We didn't know about the who when when Dana Lash confronted Sheriff Israel last week. It was CNN and BuzzFeed's story she confronted him with. CNN has continued to break almost every scoop that has called into question government's failure in the days since that town hall. BuzzFeed the other day found 20-some-odd more calls that weren't previously disclosed about this guy. Exactly. So if they pivot, I thought it'll be for what you just said, squirrel. But this has already blown up the whole narrative of the scene. It's like the CNN town hall never really even happened now, which is amazing because the next day we were all sitting around here thinking we are so freaking screwed right now. Yeah, when you lose Jake Tapper, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And, and, and we're like, hopefully our people were watching that and it scared them. That was our hope. Hopefully our people watched that and it scared them. Because if that's what America is in that room, we're screwed. It's like that town hall never happened right now. And they're the ones that did most of that reporting. So if they drop it, it will be the squirrel factor, as Todd said. It's not going to be that it doesn't fit our narrative because they're the ones that have broke. They're the ones that destroyed the narrative. I don't know why. Maybe they just decided, hey, once a year, we got to do real reporting around here. Politics guy says John Kasich wins one state in 2020 GOP primary against President Trump. Oh, he's not going to run. No way. So. No balls. Didn't if he does run, it'll be, it'll be like a third-party candidacy or something like that. 
He'll win one state, you said? One state. Uh, he'll, he'll run, but he won't win a state. A equals A says Governor Scott pushes through his plans to raise the firearms purchase age in Florida to 21. As a result, Florida votes blue in the next election. If they do, if that's the chain of events, I will buy. I, I, I will buy that if that if that happens, meaning if if they do that age limit, then they will vote blue in 2020. I'll buy that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to navigate before that, that they are. Somebody's going to go. I mean, they are. They are. Trump's saying it out loud. Somebody's going to go for it and go all in on this uh, 21 uh, and under. So I buy for the same reasons. Matt Rinker says Sheriff Israel will keep his job. I'm going to sell. And the reason I'm going to sell is because I have when you fail at a moment like this as a leader. See galvanizing moments or as Malcolm Gladwell would call them tipping point moments do not build character and integrity they reveal it you don't rise to the occasion typically because uh, you just looked around and decided crap I need to be an adult that happens like once a century like Winston Churchill 90% of the other times it happens the person who wasn't an adult before that moment sucks worse in that moment because they're nothing they're not the adult we need now and so when you fail at such a critical moment i've got to believe you didn't just meaning you did just your failure doesn't just start here there's 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 15 other lesser or minor or transitional fails to get you to the point that at the moment you were needed most, you you lost. Like ask a football coach. They'll tell you most games aren't lost on Saturdays or Sundays. When are most games lost? On signing day, on draft day when you don't get the right players. In the wintertime when they don't put in the time for conditioning or training camp when there's an injury, right? Okay. What happens on game day is a result of what happened leading up to that moment. And I suspect we're going to find out there's more layers of this onion here beyond just this is a one-time clown show that got 17 people killed. It's never a one-time clown show. Show. It was a clown show before that. That got event. That eventually got some people killed. And I think when we find that out, that's when I think he'll lose his job. It's so important that he loses his job. Uh, so important. And if you, if somehow school shootings uh, and the death of children can be dwarfed, it, it, allowing men like this to wear badges and possess firearms and on a whim decide basically what the law is on any given day our 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 democracy cannot our republic cannot withstand that uh, he he is the 
embodiment of so much more than the specific law enforcement failure in this circumstance. He is the bureaucratic nightmare that has infected our own our own country for decades. Uh, He's in love with himself. He's in love with his power. He's in love with his station. Uh, And all of us suffer for it now to the point of death. If we will not run him out of town, we do not deserve freedom. That's it. All right. Final thoughts here. And I'll start with you. Uh, Just reading through uh, as as Todd was um, finishing, finishing his answer there. I was just reading through a story. Did you guys hear about this? Flip Benham was arrested. No, the Benhams, the Benhams father, well, one of the founders of Operation Rescue. Yeah. The, the the dateline on this is February twenty seventh, which was yesterday, and I, I I have just glanced through that, and, and their version of the story is essentially he was arrested. He had a, a warrant out for his arrest without any prior police report being um, noted for his activity, and he was arrested essentially for preaching to an abortion advocate. We're living in guys last last week we talked about a kid being taken away from um from his parents or from her parents i can't remember which one because because they wanted uh surgery uh or they wanted uh they wanted to be they wanted to act like the gender that they were not we're living in some really dangerous times right now where we feel like we have no power and no control over what's happening. Taking a class right now on Daniel, and the entire point of that book is despite current circumstances or current appearances, God is in control. Doesn't make things easier. Doesn't make things easier to talk about. We might have moments like Daniel had earlier today on the TV show where it's just like maniacal laughing, but it sounds trite, but it's true. And if you're a person of faith... And even if you're not, you got to remember that God is in control of everything. Even though it feels like we have no power, it's probably because we really don't at the end of the day. Yeah, just echo that. There's in this day and age, it's come, it's pretty quickly coming to the point where there's no greater opportunity uh, to offer your testimony than through martyrdom of some kind. But don't necessarily think of that in terms of. Uh, death i think that's where it, it, you autom- the mind automatically goes um but uh, when they're coming for you as a christian you just need to recognize that this is your time uh of calling uh from the lord and, and you need to you need to think about it long and hard right now before that comes if you're gonna accept that call if you're gonna uh I mean, we're in Lent. Are you going to share his wounds in any way, shape, or form? Or are you just going to go back to your gated community and find another excuse? Hmm. Well said, both of you. Thank you for tuning in today on the podcast. Pardon me. And for those of you that submitted uh, the buy, sell, and hold suggestions as well, thank you to most of you. A couple of them sucked, but you know who you are. rest of them, pretty good. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Don't forget the uh, CRTV show today. Coming up at CRTV.com. Promo code Dace if you want to subscribe. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like you. 